back to the Mother Daughter Disney Podcast. Happy New Year, everyone. The day that this podcast comes out is January 1st, 2024, which is crazy. I can't believe we right. made it to 2024. Mm-hmm. Happy so, New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. And again, welcome back. I know we took last week off just to take the mm-hmm. week of Christmas week off. But this week, I thought we start off with Run Disney because in real time right now, if you're listening to this, the week of this upcoming weekend between January 4th to January 7th is Disney's uh, Run Disney Marathon Weekend. So Walt Disney World only does one marathon a year. Run Disney does do other half marathons and like race weekends throughout the year, but only one full marathon a year. And that is this weekend. It's always the first full weekend of January. So I wanted to do this podcast today in case anyone wants to listen this week leading up to the marathon weekend that they can, you know, listen to something that has to do with Run Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I'm not running the Run Disney Marathon this weekend. So this is kind of my race recap from 2020. So this is four years ago. I ran my first marathon in Walt Disney World. So I thought maybe we can just kind of just like recap what the day looked like. I do have a full vlog of my my first marathon on my YouTube channel. So I will be sure to link that vlog in the description of this podcast episode if you like to go watch that vlog. A lot of that will cover a lot of what we're talking about today in the podcast. However, today we're going to go into a bit more detail and my mom will also give her perspective of like the day as well from her memory. <laughs> Not for running because we don't run. Yes, we <laughs> yeah, so again, and then it'll be interesting too to see what has changed from 2020 mm-hmm. to 2024. So again, we're in the post-COVID era now. So when I ran it, of course, COVID kind of started in 2020, but it was more of March 2020 when it started. So I actually ran my first marathon just before COVID hit. My marathon was on January 12th, 2020. So it was kind of like a late start to the year. And again, this year is going to be January 4th to January 7th. Oh, it's early 7th. this year. Okay. There are four key races that are part of the race. There is the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon. And there are usually also kids races as well. I think the kids races are back. I know right after COVID, the kids races were not back at first. It took a while for the kids races to come back, but I do think the kids races are back now. For us, this was a really big trip in 2020 because I had been running at that point for a year and a half. I had been building up my own like running mm-hmm. schedule so I could run a marathon. So I was very excited to be running. That is the reason why I started running in the first place. As I remember, I called my mom <laughs> in like May 20, I guess, what it was, I guess when it, May 2018, I told my mom, I'm going to run the Walt Disney World Marathon. And she was just like, are you kidding me? She was like, you've never run a day in your life. <laughs> she was not very sports oriented. Yeah, I've never athletic my whole right. life. I was never really an athlete. Mm-hmm. And so I told her, I was like, no, because I wanted to do that because the Walt Disney World Marathon goes through all four parks. And I really wanted to visit all four parks in one day. That was like what I wanted to do in my head. And the marathon goes through all four parks. And starting in 2020, that was the first year that the marathon also went through Blizzard Beach. And that was my first time also in Blizzard, Blizzard Beach. Beach. <laughs> I've never been to Blizzard Beach otherwise. So to this day, I think it still does go through Blizzard Beach. I wish it also went through Typhoon Lagoon because then you could say you go through yeah, all four parks everything. and the two yeah. water parks, but you don't. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. So this was a big trip for us. It was my first marathon. We were all going, my whole family and my brother's ex-girlfriend also came at the time. And we were staying at Bay Lake. That is where we are DVC owners nice. at Bay Lake. So that was where we had started. All right. So first up is the expo. So first, when you go to any race, if you've never been to a race before, now you know, you usually have to go to an expo to pick up your bib. That's like the main thing you're going to get. Your race bib is the thing that you kind of wear in your chest that has like your number. And that will also keep track of when you're running, like, you know, what your time is for. The Disney expos are always at the ESPN Worldwide Sports Complex, and it's spread across three buildings. There are a lot of signs telling you where to go because when you first get there, it is a bit confusing because there's a lot of buildings, but you want to first walk all the way in and you're going to go, I think it's still going to be in the field house room where you get your bib. Again, there'll be signs to say, get your bib first. You will sign a waiver as well when you're there. You can sign the waiver online now and you will pick up your bib. There will be lots of stations that kind of say like how you pick up the bib for which race you're running. So if you're doing one of the regular races, you do that. If you're doing the dopey challenge or the goofies or the goofies half challenge, there's also sections that you pick up your bib there as well. I forgot to say the dopey challenge is you run all four races and the goofies 
half challenge is just the half marathon and the full marathon. Yeah, and it then, seemed very organized when we were there. Yeah, no, most expos mm. I've been to are always pretty organized mm. like that. And it's funny because when we got there, so because I was only running the full marathon, my race was on Sunday. So we got there on Saturday. So by the time we got there, it was kind of like emptied out because all the other races had already right. run at that point. So it was just the marathon booth that you could go pick up your like your bib from. Right. Maybe that's and, why it looks so well organized. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few other places where like photo spots in this room as well that you can take you know photos with. On the front of your bib will be which corral that you were in. And this is determined by your estimated finishing time. So for my first race, I was in corral D, which is the fourth corral. Technically, it's actually the fifth corral because corral A has two starts because it's like the elite runners and then corral A starts. So corral A kind of has like A1 and A2. I was in corral D for my first marathon. After that, you leave like that expo, you leave like the bib area, you kind of start walking and then you're going to turn left and there's another building that's going to have what I call like the main expo part. This is where you can see all the booths that are selling, you know, race mm. gear or like clothes, gels, anything, socks, anything under the sun that kind of has to do with racing. There's like massage chairs and, the, you know, all this other crazy stuff that's there. But it's non-Disney stuff, I would say. So it's a lot of like all the regular vendors, brands, I would all say. Different yeah. vendors, all the yes. regular vendors. There will be some Disney mm -hmm. vendors, like the people who sell like the skirts that a lot of people wear right. at Disney Costumes. races and costumes will be there. But it's not like the official Disney merchandise. That will be in a third building on <laughs> your way out. You will actually pass it on your way in. So some people will go there first because it's a bit confusing because you pass that building first. If you hear my cat, don't mind her. She's also wandering around right now. So, so we went to the main expo part first. It's funny, in the vlog, you'll hear me say my mom actually bought plantar fasciitis socks when we were there. Yeah, like I said, they, I needed them and they were there. So. Yeah, so she got, she got socks when mm -hmm. we were there, which is kind of funny. Which is a joke is because Amanda ended up putting them on after the race. I did, yeah, because I didn't bring my own compression socks. <laughs> and it is good to wear compression socks after a race, especially yeah. like your first big she race She wore them like first. <laughs> so yeah, so then after you go to the main expo part, you can buy anything you want. Then you'll go to the Disney expo part. And this is where you're going to buy the Disney official merchandise for the race weekend. There will be lots of character meet and greets here too. You, there's always characters who are hosting the races. So for the marathon weekend, it is almost always the same for marathon weekend, but then all the other races like the Princess Half Marathon and the Wine and Dine and the springtime races always change basically. But for this race in 2024, the 5K is Pluto, the 10K is Chip and Dale, the Half Marathon is Donald and Daisy, the Marathon is Mickey and Minnie, the Half Challenge is Goofy, and the Dopey Challenge of course is Dopey. I'm pretty sure that was the same the year I ran it as well. The only addition is that it used to just be Donald who hosted the half marathon and they've added Daisy over the years. Same thing with the marathon that it used to just be Mickey who was hosting the marathon and sometimes Minnie mm. would host the half marathon and now they've kind of just put all the characters together. into it. So when you get like the medal and the shirts, you just see all the characters on it. That's all that really means at the end of the day. But sometimes you also have like odd characters too that you don't always see in the parks. So for instance, like I remember during mine, we saw like Raya from Raya and the Last Dragon. You don't usually see her around the parks. You'll see other Disney princesses and sometimes in outfits that you don't normally see. So I think we saw Jasmine in like a non, like not the blue outfit, like a different outfit that she was wearing. So it's kind of exciting to see the characters that you don't normally see around, especially when you're there too. The, there can be long lines for them, but even with a long line, it's still usually shorter than a line in the parks. So like an hour line to meet Elsa, for instance, in the parks could be a 20 minute line to meet Elsa at the expo or something like that. And maybe she's wearing like a different outfit, maybe an outfit from like Frozen 2 rather than the first Frozen movie. So it's kind of exciting to see the characters if you want to go meet the characters. Of course too, you'll be dressed in your race gear so you can hold your bib up, you know, mm -hmm. be the memory for when you're running your race. And that's always kind of fun. We also got free airbrush tattoos when oh, yeah. we went to it. So mm -hmm. I got a 26.2, which is the amount of miles in a marathon. And my mom got the, the Cinderella's castle. castle. All right, so from the expo, we purchased a few items. I got first a large car magnet for $10. I still have that on my fridge. I also got a smaller race specific car magnet that actually said 26.2 on it for $8. I got the official enamel pin for like the Run Disney 2020 that says 2020 on it. I didn't say the price for it, but I'm going to estimate between 10 to $15. Yeah, I don't know how much it actually was. $15. I also got the official marathon tech jacket 
jacket. So this is the jacket that you can kind of go running in if you want to, but you can just wear for leisure. I've only ever worn it for leisure. Mm -hmm. That was $95. And I got a marathon long sleeve cotton shirt that was $40. So yeah, so I got a marathon long sleeve cotton shirt for $40. And then I also have the shirt that comes with your registration. So whenever you register for a race, you normally have something that comes with your registration. So for us, it was a shirt, so I have that. So in total, we spent $140 with an annual pass holder 20% discount. Mm -hmm. So if you're an annual pass holder or a DVC member, you get 20% discount. I don't know how much all the items would be without the discount because I don't know how much the pin was because I can't remember. Yeah. I didn't write it down anywhere. Yeah. yeah, but those were the items I, I had purchased and what we had spent. So because we went to the expo on the last day, it was slim pickings for sure because by the time you got there on Saturday, the expo started on the Wednesday. Mm. So a lot of people who arrived Wednesday before like the first race yeah, was on that Thursday. Over that stuff. All yeah. the sizes were gone. Like I really wanted a running tank top. There were no running tank tops in a size small. Everything was extra like, like 2X to 3XL. So all the smaller sizes were gone. And even for like the 2X to 3XL, there were only a handful left. There was not much to pick from. Even from the t-shirts, even from anything cotton was gone. It was only mm -hmm. tech material that was left and I really wanted cotton. I would say if you really are like, you're very gung-ho about getting the merchandise to try to plan your trip accordingly so you get there on the first day of the expo. I believe on the first day of expos now, you do have to sign up for times to go to the expo so they can do crowd controls. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, because it can be very crowded. So when you know when you get yeah, there, and you know. I, and I know that they also have limits on items that you can buy as well. So people oh, are so people aren't buying all the items. all the stuff and banging out and reselling yeah. it. Yeah, so I know there's certain limits of things that they do do now. But yeah, at the time though, I don't know if they did that in 2020. I don't know if that started because Yeah, because we didn't try afterwards. to buy anything extra or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't go on the first day. No. So I will say, I kind of wish we were, I, if I had known, maybe we would have tried to get there earlier or something like that. But it is what it is. I got the items that I wanted. Well, the problem with getting there earlier is then you're having a half of your vacation before you even try to run the race. We yeah. wanted you to run the race. That's and then, the problem. Then yeah. we just relaxed. Then yeah, we just had our vacation. That's what I wanted. I didn't want yeah. to be like, you know, worried and, and anxious the first couple of days right. of my vacation. Then you have to worry about what you're eating, how you're training, whatever. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. different. So it is what it is. I don't mm -hmm. mind it. I still got the stuff I mainly wanted, which was mm -hmm. the tech jacket. And I like the long sleeve cotton shirt I got too. So that day, then we went back. I actually got DoorDash food that night because when we were staying in Bay Lake, there was no good pasta dish at Bay mm -hmm. Lake. So I know some people will go into the parks and have specific meals that are in the parks. I didn't do that. I went to bed at 7 p.m. and mm -hmm. I had DoorDash pasta from mm -hmm. Carabas. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is very good. Yep. So I ordered from Carabas. <laughs> that was my first time I ever had Carabas, uh -huh. actually. And that set us up for years in the future that we still order Carabas <laughs> was... from that first time. So my alarm was set for 1.30 a.m. And I woke up actually at 12.30 in the morning and I just couldn't go back to sleep. So I was up from 12.30 until I had run the race. So yeah, that was our, our first full day. Mm -hmm. Do you have any memories from the expo? I will say we're going to talk about the cheer well, squad Well, the expo is the first time but... I had ever been to an expo too. Um, it was interesting for me even as a, as a spectator yeah. because like I said, I love all the merchandise, looking at the merch. So I didn't have to buy anything. But like I said, they had all the vendors mm -hmm. and those vendors had stuff that even I was yeah. interested in. So to walk around and see all that. And then they had the characters and getting the tattoo was fun. And like I said, as far as the expo is concerned, it's a short little stint that you go to, but it, it is entertaining for everybody, not yeah. just the runners. Yeah, it's definitely interesting yeah. for sure. So, and again, I, at this point, and when I first gone, I had only been to a few expos. Mm -hmm. So if you watch the vlog, I'll kind of make comments mm -hmm. about the expo. Now I have run five marathons. <laughs> <laughs> I've run many more half marathons, yes. five Ks and, you know, 10 Ks, everything. So I've been to many running, I've been to many running expos in a general sense. So because the Walt Disney World Expos across three buildings, it may feel a bit small in comparison to, for instance, like the New York City Marathon. Okay, the big ones, um, yeah. However, it's just because it's across three buildings. If you put all of that into one huge like mm -hmm. warehouse, basically one huge convention hall, it would feel just as big as any other, you know, expo right. that's out there. So in a way, it's kind of nice that it's broken up because it right. is good for the crowd control, well, for the lines too, so you're not waiting that long in line to purchase items. Yeah. So For me, it was the best expo because it's the only one I've ever been to. So right now, oh, it it's is? the best one. Yeah, I've oh, been yeah, gone to any of the other ones. Been so for me, it was the best expo ever because yeah. I've never 
been to any others. Yeah, and I think you can pay ahead if you want to to have your bib mailed to you so you don't have to go to the expo to pick it up, no. but you do pay for that. So just right. keep that in mind. But I would also think that if you want some kind of merchandise and stuff, you want to go and see and do. And But I, I would assume that some people are on restrictions for travel that they can't get there fa- you know, in time to go to the expo and stuff. Yeah, no, so. exactly. So yeah, so just keep in mind. And there also usually are cutoff dates if you want to have it mailed too. Mm-hmm. So you just have to make sure that you sign up for it to be mailed oh, and pay the, pay the fee. I can see that because I got to um, make sure it gets there. Yeah, so it gets to you on time. So mm-hmm. I'll just keep keep track of that just in case. All right, so race day. So again, this will be all be in the vlog. I do have a little bit of clips from throughout the day. I left our hotel room at Bay Lake at 2.20 a.m. I did not wear a costume for my first race because this was my first marathon in a general sense. And at the time, I didn't know that people really wore like that crazy of costumes till I was there. So we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a moment. But all right, so I did, but I would just say I was dressed regularly for a normal, a normal running day for me. But yeah, 2.20 in the morning. I did bring a bagel with peanut butter with me in case I did get hungry. I got to the monorail right before 2.30 in the morning. However, the monorail won't start running until exactly 2.30 a.m. So I had to wait a few minutes and there are other few other people too waiting in the lobby of the Contemporary. We got to Epcot by 3 a.m. I'm pretty sure I had my own monorail thing too that I just sat by myself. <laughs> like No one else even walked in with me. It is crazy to be up that early and to like look around and be like, wow, it is like 2, two <laughs> to 3 in the morning out. and like as if it's just normal the people day. are in bed. <laughs> know, right? The monorail, the buses, and the people who parked all go basically kind of to the same area, which is to the Epcot parking lot. And that is where like you kind of get dropped off at the where the end of the race will be. So when you start walking around, you realize this is going to be the end of the race. There is lots of room to walk around, to stretch, to, you know, to do a running warm-up if you want to. There's lots of porter potties and there's lots of porter potty stations too. So don't just go to the first porter potty. You can go to the regular bathrooms in Epcot when you get off the monorail. Those bathrooms were open when I was there. Sometimes I heard for other races, they're not always open. Mm-hmm. It depends. So just keep that in mind if you only want to use a regular bathroom. But yeah, but the but there are lots of porter potties around. And there also are some breakfast options too. They will be selling some breakfast sandwiches and breakfast foods, bananas, things like that if you need that. I ever hear the music was loud, OMG, because yeah, the music was so loud. For it to be 3 three a.m., you're listening to this really loud pop music. It's like, oh my God. Like when you watch the vlog, that's the only thing you can hear is all this music that's blaring, which is so funny. You want to make sure everybody's awake. Yeah. All right. The place to check your bags is also here. So kind of when you start to walk through, there's going to be a barrier where it's going to be runners only. So when you walk through that barrier, then there's going to be a bunch of U-Haul trucks. Like, like I think it's like 10 U-Haul trucks all backed up. And this is where you're going to check your bag if you have a bag to check. And so you're going to go up to whichever truck you want to. You'll give them your bag. They give you your ticket. And then at the end of the race, you will go back to that same U-Haul truck to get your same bag. So your bag isn't traveling anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's literally just being dropped off and picked up right where you were dropping it off and picking it up. At 3.30, I started walking over to the corrals. They had walkovers to like the start of the corrals and like waves. However, once people started walking over, it's pretty continuous because everyone's walking in the same direction. There's nowhere else to go, obviously. So so yeah, so I will say too, a lot of people talk about this. It is about a mile walk around that end of the race to like from mm-hmm. when I got off the monorail to my corral it was a little bit over a mile to about a mile and a half. So just keep that in mind. Some people don't realize it's tired already. <laughs> yeah, you're already walking so much mm-hmm. just to get to the start of the race. Like I think I'd already burned like so many calories just getting to the start of the race because even though it was January, it was very warm already yeah. for January. They're having a little bit of a heat wave that day. Humidity too was yeah, very high. Yeah, the humidity high. was really bad that day. I think the humidity yeah. was 100%. And even though it was, you know, 4 a.m. at this point, mm-hmm. like we were at 100% humidity. And I think at the time it was only in the 60s when the sun was still down. But yes. when you feel that humidity, there is no yeah, excuse. It was very humidity. high. It was very so, uncharacteristic of January. Yeah. So when I got to the corrals, I went to the wrong corral first. Whoops. I got confused and I walked into the E corral by accident. So when you get to the corrals, wherever you see like the lighted sign that says your corral, walk to that sign and enter there. I like entered at the E corral because I, again, I just got confused for some reason. But yeah, but walk to that one and that's where you'll enter. So you're, you're going to enter in the right corral if you just walk to whatever letter 
whether you have sometimes to set up the corrals differently according to the race so i would just keep in mind whatever the cast members are telling you to like or the volunteers whoever is working that day are telling you to walk just follow what they're saying and if not you can ask any runner a question and people are very friendly at disney races people are pretty friendly at any race i've ever been think to that people would be friendly in every yeah, race everyone's pretty friendly honestly yeah. so you can, if you have no idea what you're doing just ask someone right. and everyone is pretty friendly to tell you what, what to do and where to go i will say too for the marathon i noticed for run disney weekend there are a lot of costumes there are so many costumes yeah. everyone dresses up it's mm-hmm. very well fun. it's disney it's you know yeah but i would say i think there were more costumes when i did the princess half marathon weekend oh, than when i, I did could see that marathon yeah yeah because i think especially for the princess half marathon weekend i think everyone wants to dress up as the princesses as mm-hmm. the characters from the princess movies it's got or, a different vibe to it then yeah and i think a marathon. half marathon is also very different from a full marathon to wear a full costume during a full marathon is quite different from wearing a full costume for a half marathon so if you're listening to this and you happen not to be like a full runner you're just going with your family member who maybe is a runner a full marathon is 26.2 miles and on average takes about between four to five hours for many average runners Mm -hmm. some runners will be sub four they'll be between three and four hours but still that's a long time to run a half marathon is only about between two to three hours so you're adding on a couple hours that you're in that costume especially in in that heat yeah although there was one girl who's dressed in a full jasmine costume holding a little tiger and she was so cute and she ran that whole thing (laughs) playing jasmine she looks so good i could not have done that that's for sure so all right so back to that bagel that i took with me i never ate it so i took a few bites of it i forced a few bites down but then i didn't really want it because i wasn't really hungry i was kind of nervous so i threw out the bagel the race was supposed to start at 5 a.m but we did not start at 5 a.m we started kind of late because during the day they were having some security problems closing roads down so we didn't start until 5 20 so at 5 a.m when the race was supposed to start that was actually when i was starting to feel hungry but i had already thrown out the bagel at that point so no bagel for me so the race started at 5 20 a.m that's when the first corral went off and i went out at 5 27 a.m and i crossed the actual starting line at exactly 5 30 a.m so about a half hour when i was supposed to cross that is when i crossed i'd also note too it's kind of cute but each corral gets fireworks when you start so Mm. mickey will do a countdown for every corral and they will they will send off fireworks for each corral i do love that i love when races will do special things for the corrals because often only the first corral gets something special and the rest of the corrals get nothing (laughs) so as someone who's i've only ever been in the first corral once actually at a disney race when i did the princess half marathon i wasn't in corral a but yeah for every other race like i've been to like most of the time you get nothing if you're in the back they don't even do like a second gunshot it's just nothing except for the new york city marathon for each corral of the new york city marathon they had a different person sing the national anthem for every corral which i thought was very special that they did that so each corral had a huge send-off at the new york city as well and a same thing with disney each corral has a huge send-off with mickey and minnie the announcers fireworks everything so it still feels special when you're starting your race so i really like that i think that does feel different when you're starting the race rather than when it's just like well time to go (laughs) you just start running at other races all right so now we're at the race itself and my first note is you felt the humidity immediately Mm. even though it was 5 30 in the morning the sun wasn't quite up yet Mm. it was hot i was already pouring sweat in the first the first mile by what i and i i say it wasn't feeling great i felt fine because i remember the first three miles flew by so quickly because Mm. you're just so overwhelmed of what's going on adrenaline yeah yeah you're running on these roads that you've like driven on before but you've never like seen from this perspective you're also running in like the opposite way so to speak so you normally drive on the road one way you're like running the opposite way so you're like oh you're like disoriented almost Mm -hmm. to a certain extent i I, but i was so hot though (laughs) so sweaty i did put here after mile 15 was when i started to crash specifically from the humidity that was like the hardest part was the humidity i basically walked an entire mile around mile 20 to 21 i think i walked almost a full mile because if i did not if i hadn't walked i would have finished about five to seven minutes faster but i was feeling so awful i remember that's the only race i've ever run where my heart was hurting (laughs) like my heart didn't feel good i've never had heart 
problems in my life, but I remember my heart did not feel good. It was just so hot. And it was so humid. Give her credit. She kept going. Yeah. And towards the end of the race, there is no shade. Like there no. is times when you're on that highway, there was no shade from the sun. So now I'm in the full sun. I was mm-hmm. so hot. Oh my gosh. Some of it was so bad. I will say Disney doesn't have too much uphill. It is generally flat, but there are going to be hills, especially when you're on the highway, you go up and down the exits and the exits are hills. So hills. you will go up and down exits, they up graded. and down like yeah. the overpasses on the highway. Those are all hills. So just keep that in mind. There are hills, but it is generally pretty flat. Well, yeah. However, the land is generally flat, but like you said, yeah. because of the roads being built, they're built yeah. on, a, on a grade. And they did have lots of water and Powerade stations pretty regularly throughout the race. I think they actually added two more stations as well between like kind of empty spots where there's extra water and Powerade. Mm. And there's also a lot of medical stations too throughout that had biofreeze and cooling towels. There are lots of people stopping at the medical stations. I'd also keep track too in case you see other runners who need something to say, oh, like, like we passed the medical station or medical stations coming up. So that's always good to know as as well. So, and they also there is some food at some of the stations too. So some of them will have food like okay. running gels, bananas. Oh, just in case you need Things it. like okay. that. So some of them will have that. I would say I never rely on running stations for like my running gels. I always bring my own mm-hmm. running gels. Because you never know never if they're going to run out. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. Disney, I don't think it's ever run out before. Other races have been too. Yep, they mm-hmm. ran out of water mm-hmm. in other races oh, I've yeah. too. <laughs> but Disney is usually much more organized, which is kind of nice. So it's like you pay obviously a very high fee to run this race, but they are much more organized than some other races I have run. And again, the medical stations are all really great too. If you do unfortunately mm-hmm. have to go visit a medical station for whatever, whatever you need. Something I'd also note too is that there's lots of porter potty stations too all around. So they're usually, I think I believe they were always right after like a water station. So you'd see the water station, you'd run a little bit and then there'd be like a huge row of porter potties. The Disney races are the only races I've really done where there are regular bathrooms throughout the race. Oh, that's right. And that yeah. is because you're running in and out of the parks and the parks have regular bathrooms. Those bathroom lines can be long though. So I remember I went to the bathroom once during the race. We're going to get a little TMI. So you may want to skip ahead of two minutes if you want to real quick. But when I, so I saw my family at Bay Lake. So Bay Lake for my race was between miles 10 was right around mile 10, I believe. So I got to them around mile 10. Right before mile 10 though, they were, I was running up, I guess like the parking lot of Magic Kingdom, remember? Mm-hmm. That's the first time you really see people is when you get to Magic Kingdom too, like the parking lot, people will start to cheer you, which is very cute. It's very fun to like see people, especially after you've been running eight miles with nothing. Nothing, the dark. <laughs> like in the dark, dark by yourself, yeah, basically. Yeah, dark when we were then down you start there. to see people. Mm-hmm. Well, the bathroom that was open, that's kind of by like the security of Magic Kingdom, that bathroom was open. Lots of runners were going in there, long line. At that point, a lot of runners will know this of the race poops when you start to run you got to poop suddenly you have to poop the poop is there the poop is coming out <laughs> so, <laughs> get there yeah so i skipped the regular bathrooms i was like no me i can hold it when i got to the next row of porter potties which was very close i was like i can't hold it let me just go try try to go to the bathroom went into the porter potty very clean because everyone like they were empty there was no line for that one because everyone had gone to the regular bathroom so by the time everyone peed there there was no no lines for the porter potties right afterwards so say that's a little tip if you don't want to wait on line go to the <laughs> go next porter potty after a regular bathroom go to the next of porta potties because they're barely used. There is no line, and that's what I did, and it worked out great. Um, right after that, that's when I kept running, and then I saw my family at Bay Lake. And then for me during the marathon, you only are in Magic Kingdom, I think, between miles like 11 to 12, so only like half a mile there. But yeah, but after Magic Kingdom, then you start to run towards Animal Kingdom, so it's a long way to get to Animal Kingdom. Mm. So as you're running there, I have this note here that says you do run by the water purification plant, which is by Animal Kingdom. This is nothing against water purification plants. I think it's great that they have one on property, but they do not 
smell the greatest when no. you are walking oh, by God. them. So you're running and with the hi- with the humidity, it is just like trapped in the <laughs> air. And I remember everyone running, being like, "Do we have to run on this road? There is no other road, <laughs> the road that they're going to put us on." Because <laughs> it is quite some time. <laughs> did, I remember. Did anybody go back and tell Disney that though? <laughs> I, I think it's just the easiest way to get to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But I just thought that was kind of funny because <sighs> people were talking about it out loud, saying like, "Is this the only way we can get there?" Because it doesn't smell the greatest. And again, love that they have the waterproof purification plant very important but yeah definitely didn't, <laughs> didn't smell lovely when you when you run by it when you get to animal kingdom you will kind of enter by harambe square to me that's so interesting because you're entering the parks especially for animal kingdom and hollywood studios you're entering the parks up at spots where you would never normally enter the park you're entering from like the backstage so you're entering backstage then you're going technically on stage and then you're in the park and i remember when i got to harambe square i didn't know where i was at first because i was so disoriented being like where am i like i knew it was in the animal kingdom i just didn't know where and it took me a second to realize i'm in harambe square this right. is crazy i'm running mm-hmm. behind the you know the right, I'm running behind yeah, behind the tree of light. This is this is incredible. You run past Mount Everest, which is incredible. If the park is open when you run by this area, you can go on Expedition Everest. I know a lot of people. Oh, they to do stopped that and did that during races. That's like a big thing for people to do is to go on Expedition Everest during their race. However, when I ran by, it, the park wasn't open yet, so I couldn't do that when I had run by, which is a bit sad if I thought about it. If it was open, I probably would have done it. <laughs> but yeah, but I couldn't do it because the park wasn't open yet. So keep that in mind. If you're in a later corral, that's like a joy of the later corrals that they all tend to do Expedition Everest and it's like a fun like cute after Animal Kingdom that's when we then ran over to Blizzard Beach because the the day was so hot that day actually later in the race they actually closed off Blizzard Beach to later runners oh after yes me. right so I remember getting to Blizzard Beach I was very excited to get to Blizzard Beach because I had never been there before mm-hmm. I saw more of the parking lot of Blizzard Beach than I saw of Blizzard Beach because you run through the parking lot for a really long time God. you like do loops around the parking uh-huh. lot it was very strange Blizzard Beach I also found out is all bunny hills it's built on a hill everything mm-hmm. is hills you go up and down these tiny little hills, hills the whole time you're in Blizzard Beach. It was kind of wild. I did see Olaf in there though. <laughs> when I got out of Blizzard Beach, I kept running. That was when I was saying that mile 20 mark that I talked about where like I could no longer, I, w- I was getting too hot. I was in the blaring sun. I was, I knew I was on my way to Hollywood Studios. Like I could see all like the road signs I said I was going to Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. And I knew at that point I only had a couple miles left. Yeah, but it, it was just so hot though. And then it was around, by time I remember I, when you when you just bip, like, bloop in and out of Hollywood Studios, like you literally enter by Tower of Terror and then you like immediately exit like two feet down Hollywood Boulevard. Like you do not stay in Hollywood Studios that long. And I remember too when I was running because you do run past the Skyliner, they had groups of people like slowly moving from the Skyliner. Then they would move them to like a little center thing and then move them over so they could enter Hollywood Studios. Because at that point, Hollywood Studios was opened when I entered into Hollywood Studios. That was really exciting too to see people who were just going to the park that day. That was just like, what are all these people doing as you're like running by? That was, that felt super Mm -hmm. special and that was really fun. Yeah, but you do not spend much time in Hollywood Studios. It's a, a quick little boop in and out of Hollywood Studios, at least from the marathon. There were other half marathons where the course will take you through like Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. You do more of Hollywood Studios. For the marathon, I don't, I think for this year too, that is just not the case. After that, then you run towards Epcot. So you go to the boardwalk. I have done the walk from the boardwalk, excuse me, to Hollywood Studios many a times. The path there is quite narrow. I have heard that if you're in a spot where there's lots of people running with you, it can be very congested in that area. When I had gone, it was a bit early enough that it wasn't too congested yet, but I have heard there are lots of spots where yeah, it that can is be a- very a narrow walkway for all those people to funnel into. Yeah, mm. so yeah, so you, you kind of go around that. Again, that's super special too because there's lots of people who are just like at the boardwalk getting breakfast just at the resort that are just like watching you run, go which by. is really cool. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are cheering you on and let me tell you, even on the boardwalk, I was like, I'm not making it. I was oh. like, I don't know about this, guys. I'm not feeling too hot right now. So yeah, so you enter through the International Gateway into Epcot. I don't think we went through the International Gateway. I think you entered by like by like the UK Pavilion or something like oh, that. I can't remember back, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you see a lot of the backstage. I would say that's the cool part of the race 
really is seeing all of the backstage of Disney World because I had never seen that before in my whole life until I started until I did this race. And I, I wish I took more video of it. I didn't take any video of it. I'll get to that in a moment. But yeah, it's just so cool to see so many of like the backstage stuff. But yeah, but you enter, you go all the way around the World Showcase, which is so cool. That was my favorite part because at that point, because of the time I was there, the World Showcase was not open yet. Only Epcot was open. Mm. So it was very empty when I was there. There were a few people walking around. There were lots of cast members and like the photo pass people. But by the time I got to the World Showcase, there was like no one around me. Like I have a lot of photos from me on the World Showcase when I was running with no one in the background. Like it was just me. I don't know why I just emptied out by the time I got to the World Showcase. There was just no one around. But that was very special. You exit around the Mexico Pavilion and then you think you're almost done because you, mm. you know, you only, you know, you only have about a half mile left, right? Once you exit from Mexico. But then now you're suddenly in the backstage area and everything's really tall around you, all these buildings. And you're like, well, I know where the ending is. Right, I saw it when I, I arrived. Right. And right when you think you're going to make a little turn to turn right, you think that's going to be the end. It's not. Mm. You make more turns. They got to a point where everyone around me was just like, where is the ending? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we are running. And it's like, where is the end? Ending. And it's funny too, because at one point there was photo pass people taking photos and cheering. And we're like, oh, is this the end? It wasn't the end. We had more to go. <laughs> it was like, this is the longest point two miles of my whole life. And then when you finally get to the end, it does become more obvious because then you see the cheer squad. We'll get to the cheer squad in a moment. But you do see the cheer squad. There's lots of people cheering, like regular people cheering, not just like the Disney cast members. And like, you know, people just visiting the parks. You get to the end. And then my mom was the one who pointed out that the very end is a slight uphill. So you're going slightly That's uphill That's what I said. How do they do this at every race? Every race, it seems to me that she's coming uphill at that last few feet is uphill for these poor people. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of funny if you think about yes. it. But I will say though, yeah, it, it was so cool. I guess I forgot to mention too, you do go through Epcot first. So in the very start, I, I kind of skipped that in the beginning. So sorry about that. In the very beginning of the race, before you go to Magic Kingdom, you do go into the front part of Epcot and then you leave Epcot. That is where you see a lot of the backstage stuff and you get to see Epcot at night, which is really cool. And then again, at the end, you come back to Epcot to do the World Showcase. I also didn't talk about Magic Kingdom. I don't know why I skipped that before too. I just jumped right into Animal Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is so cool to run to. Like that is one of the most special moments, I think, when you're running down Main Street. I forget exactly how it works. I think you need to have a ticket into the Magic Kingdom Park so you could stand along Main Street to see runners if you want to. You may have to sign up for that. I'm not really sure though. So I definitely see if That was if never offered to like uh, spectators. Yeah, if you have a family know. member who wants to be standing on Main Street to watch the runners before the park opens, I would definitely just look into it, how mm. you can ensure that you can do that. But yeah, I think you have to sign up for it. And but I think you have to have there. a ticket. Yes, yeah. the whole thing was crowded even when I ran through early in the morning. That is very special. I did, and this is what I was going to say, I did film when I was running throughout the marathon. None of the footage saved. I don't really know what happened on my mm. phone. It didn't save the footage. I only had one clip from Animal Kingdom that did save. So that clip is in the vlog. So if you do choose to watch the vlog, you'll see that one clip of me running behind the Tree of Life. But I did film me running down Main Street and the clip didn't save, mm. which is a bit sad because it was very special. I think I teared up actually. Mm. But I think you do hit mile 11 on Main Street, which is really cool. And during the half marathon as well, you hit mile five, I think on- Just like, like halfway on. through. So it's very cool to like be on Main Street. You run through and you you know, you run through Tomorrowland, you run through Fantasyland, Frontierland, you go through all the lands. I think I just didn't go into Adventureland. I think you leave by like Frontierland. Mm -hmm. So you don't really see Adventureland is the only one. But yeah, it is so special to run through Magic Kingdom and you do run through the castle. That's another place too where people say can be very congested when you run through the castle because it's quite tight and people are taking photos and videos and everything. When I ran through both times when I did run Disney races, it wasn't congested for me. I remember though, when I did the Princess Half Marathon, there were these bright lights that I remember when I was getting to the castle. I didn't know why there were these bright lights. And it was because it was photo pass people right under the bright lights taking photos of you in the light. Yeah. But I remember I didn't know that though. I was just like, wow, what are these bright, bright lights, lights for? <laughs> I was like, oh, there's the photo pass yes. people. So that's the last thing I wanted to touch on too for during the race. There are lots of photo pass photographers throughout the entire race. And there are lots of characters throughout the entire race too. They will go pull out the random characters that you will never see in the 
parks. So for instance, I said the first character I saw was Tinkerbell and another fairy from like Tinkerbell's mm-hmm. TV show. I, I, I never watched that kid's show before. Mm-hmm. Never seen that other, you know, fairy in my whole life. However, people were taking photos with her. So if she's like a character you love, that's really cool. I saw all the characters from Zootopia. I've never seen them personally. You see a lot of like the main characters too, like Stick, who saw it. You see all the Fab Five. I saw the Country Bears, the Grave Diggers, and the Grave Diggers will like pose with you in different poses. You see lots of the villains, which is also pretty cool. So I saw like Jafar, Maleficent. You also see the Maleficent float as well. So the float that's in, in the parade. So you can take a photo with that. The castle is really cool. They have lots of stations for the castle. You will run up, you they quickly take one photo and then you leave. So it's very fast. I would definitely say, even if you're not gonna do any photos, the castle photo is very quick. I would definitely recommend getting the castle photo. I saw all the characters from Bugs Life. Never seen them before in my life. <laughs> um, Lightning McQueen and Mater, which is really cool actually, because I hadn't seen them in Disney World before. Again, I saw Olaf when I went to Blizzard Beach. You see, and I will say too, it depends on the time for the marathon as well because I saw lots of stations where characters I think would have been but I didn't see the characters there. So for instance, I saw stations where the princesses would have been like it very obviously looked like Mulan station. It obviously looked like Moana was supposed to be there but there was no princess was there when I passed and I never saw the princesses. I think it just depends on what time of day you were or like what time of the morning that you're running because the marathon is over the course of hours, right? Yeah. So they can't they have the same- stagger the shift. Yeah, they can't have the same actor or multiple actors switching out, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the morning or something. I will say I didn't have that problem, I guess, with the half marathons because the, again, the half marathon is so much shorter than the full mm-hmm. marathon. They probably can have the same ca- characters out and hanging out of time. for the whole time rather than the full marathon where they have to switch out. And then again, it was getting real hot and humid. So I imagine some of those characters were not feeling too yeah. great, you know, being out and about in the in the direct heat and everything. So they may have pulled some of the characters because of the weather that day. But yeah, but again, you see lots of characters and even without the characters, lots of photo pass people just taking photos of you running. They really capture some embarrassing photos of you that's for sure. Sometimes you do not realize what you look like when you're running until you see photos from the Run Disney Photo Pass people. So, all right. So let's get to the cheer squad now. So my mom can tell you all about the cheer squad. Okay. Well, because it was our first marathon, obviously, and Disney, of course, sends all this stuff and says, join the cheer squad. You know, you're going to have a dedicated space. You're going to have water. You're going to have, we're going to give you gifts. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You're going to be right up front. I got to tell you right off the bat, waste of money. Yeah. Um, It was $80 per person. mm -hmm. They were supposed to get a water bottle. Never got it. Never got their water bottle. Obviously, they ran out of what water they too. did get was a foldable mat to sit on uh-huh. that says run disney they got a foldable fan that also had a map of the race which mm-hmm. i do still have i keep okay. that hung up actually mm-hmm. a cowbell that's a cowbell disney. okay that's so technically and you have access to those stands that i was talking about before yeah at the that's the, the waste race. of money yeah now if you want those little souvenirs and you think you want memories from the from the thing that's fine but what i found was when we got there those the the bleachers that they have set up are right the finish line but they're encased in like a fence so you, you get to go in the fence and sit on the bleach you don't really need to do that because you can go right up to that fence and wait and take a picture at the finish line. And the yeah. thing is, is that it, people are very, even when she said the people in the race are nice, people outside the race are nice too. Yeah. What they realize is people are waiting for certain people. So what you do is you just get behind somebody who's, somebody's coming. Once they're finished, they're going to move away and go meet their runner. So once they move away, you move in. We've done that at every race. Mm-hmm. So I say that if I had to do it again, I would not spring for all that money to go sit in the stands. I mean, we yeah. were, we were four I'd people. I'd also mention too, again, at this point, it's like what, 1030 and 
those stands are in direct sun. They were in direct sun. And it was hot that day. <laughs> it was hot. They were in direct sun. You're you're there early because you know that you don't know when your run is going to come over. Because like I said, when you think they're going to come over, they like when Amanda was having problems and walking and stuff, it's more time than you think. So now you're stuck in this little fence with no water on the bleachers. You, you can't really leave and come back because, you know, you, you, you're still coming in and out. You might as well just stay by where the, 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 the fences are for everybody. Mm-hmm. I got to say, you see all the people there. You hear all the announcements, you hear the music, you see the characters. I personally would not do it again. Yeah, no, I would agree because mm-hmm. I, I would say, I, I guess it depends on, on like what you what want you to want. do that day. Yeah. Like if you want to sit there and just watch all the runners mm-hmm. go by and you're just having fun doing that. Right. And if it's then, a nice day. Do it. Yeah, then that would be super <laughs> fun. But I would say you don't have to do it if you don't no. want to, because if you're a non-runner, I get, I kind of talked about when I got there, there was this big open space with all these vendors for food and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You can still go there even as a right. non-runner. So there's all like the food trucks, there's food stands, there's right. benches. Just a bank, like picnic table sort of to sit, sit down. down on. There's other like little character meet and greets that are kind of around or like they have the numbers to take photos with depending upon right. what your race now, was. What I should say is obviously like she's saying, there are places to sit down over by the food. If you have somebody in your party who doesn't want to stand the whole time, I mean, I have to admit when you're at a race and you're in a spectator, anybody who's a spectator at one of these races, like I said, you get there early. We always get there way before time to make sure we don't miss anything or God forbid something happens. So you're on your feet the whole time. Yeah. If you have somebody in your party who needs to be separated from the crowd and sit down then the cheer yeah. squad is worth it and there is because there's trees over there that's yes. not by close but it's like trees in the park but there's really they don't have benches and things no. under people it. people were sitting on the floor though yes. if they had to go yes. sit in the shade. so if you do have somebody who says I want to have a place to sit while I'm waiting or do and sit till she, they come over the finish line then I would suggest the cheer squad for us it was just a waste of money yeah it wasn't worth it because there was I no the, reason for us to have yeah, to sit yeah and when down. I did the princess half marathon they did not we do didn't the do cheer it. squad no, we went to the finish line and we did absolutely fine so by 10 40 I was finished with the race. My official time was four hours, 56 minutes and 24 seconds. And I ran with an 11 minute mile, according to my running app. My parents and my family were signed up for the text message alerts to see like mm-hmm. where I was, but my mom said they were inaccurate. Yeah, they were So kinda... she would get the text, the messages a couple minutes after I actually passed whatever mm-hmm. it was. So I would say it depends. I, I think that, that, that has to do with all those thousands of people yeah, on I find those apps. Any race I've ever done, I find the tracking yeah. is never super accurate. It just gives you an idea. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that was my official time though. It obviously I have run a faster marathon since <laughs> it was my first marathon. For me, my lower back was the most sore. Like I had never had pain in my lower back before, but my lower back was the most sore. And I said in the vlog, my left leg was more sore than my right leg, which I thought was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And I did wear the compression socks afterwards. So this was something I thought was interesting because when I finished, you cross the finish line, right? Now you're walking. You just ran your, my, for me, I just ran my first marathon in the heat and the humidity. The first thing they give you was the medal. So you walk up the, the, the volunteers or the cast members are there. They put the medal around your neck. You're like, oh, thanks. Then they handed me a cooling towel. So then I had a cooling towel. Then they handed you like a little Mickey hat, like a, um, a souvenir Mickey hat. I still have my little Mickey hat. And then there's a second tent for the challenge medal or like the challenge finishers to go through to get their dopey medal and the, or like the goofy half challenge mm-hmm. medal. So there's that. Oh, then you can go straight into the food tent. And there was also a medical tent too right there. Now you may notice I did not get water in this whole time. As I'm walking by, I'm like, where is the water? All I wanted was something to drink, drink. and there was no water until you pass all of these stations, stations and you get to the first food station. I actually almost went to the medical tent first because I just desperately needed water. I don't know why they didn't give us water first. I, I've done other races too that do the same thing where like the water is at the very end, but I feel like at that point you haven't seen a, like a water station in over a mile. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've gone at least one full mile without any water mm-hmm. in the heat and the humidity. But that was my only critique I would say of like the ending was that the, I feel like the water should have been first mm-hmm. and I don't know why it wasn't. <laughs> so I finally got my water and I also got 
Powerade. This was when I also realized too, when you're a runner, you can take as much water, as much drinks, anything you want, they just give you, right? And I didn't know my mom didn't get her two water bottles for being part of the cheer squad. We were so. also in the heat and humidity without anything. That's what I was saying. Yeah. So I said, you guys should have told me because I would have taken water yeah, to give to deal. you. But it wasn't a big deal. I didn't get any. All right. Then you get a snack box and there was also lots of bananas. So in the snack box was mainly foods I don't eat. That's actually what I wrote down. <laughs> I'm also a picky eater, but it was basically like two bags of chips, a cranberry fruit bar, a cheddar dip with like chips that go with it and a banana. And I think like well, a very they're from small all the apple. vendors that are advertising. Yeah. So. And it is in a special little like Disney box. box. The box was cute, but I think I didn't eat any of it if I'm no. being really honest. I think I ate maybe some of the chips later down the road. Yeah. We didn't so, even eat it because we had had breakfast before we got yeah. to the, <laughs> the So immediately when I was done too, all, I remember like seeing my family waddling out to meet them <laughs> and just being like, I just need to sit down for a yeah, second. Yeah, she was just walking around like, okay, what do you need, Amanda? Yeah, I don't so I know. We sat down, <laughs> I sat down on one of the tables Tables. for a few seconds. And at this, my brother and his ex-girlfriend were in Epcot and they were going to purchase something that was quite a big purchase. And they wanted to use my parents' oh, DVC yes. discount. I had to run so all the way over So me and my there. dad were there. I my did mom, my own marathon. <laughs> yeah. My mom ran into the park and then I said, it's okay, go ahead. Because then there's me and my dad waddling out, waddling <laughs> out of the race <laughs> with me waddling behind him. So I say to you, yeah, I put it here. There's a lot of seating for anyone who wants to sit down. Again, this whole section, keep in mind, is all in the, in the sun. In there's the no sun, shade, there's really. no shade. They don't Again, put up tents. They don't do anything. Yeah, you're in a parking lot, so there's very little shade for the most part. I think they hold it probably in January because it should be the best Yeah, I think weather. it should normally be cooler, right. but it just that year just happened to really hot. Yeah, it was like August. Just the way it, it was happened. like running yeah. the marathon in Disney in August. So I remember we waddled all the way back, and then mm. when we got to the Joffrey's stand that's kind of by the monorail, like right in front of the mm. park, my dad my dad really wanted to get me food. He was like, gotta eat something. Yes, gotta, gotta eat something. something. Gotta so something. I said, all right, you can get me one of the lemon poppy seed muffins. He bought me the lemon poppy seed muffin. Joffrey's is great, but that was the worst lemon poppy seed <laughs> muffin I've had in my whole life. It just was not very good. First of all, it had no poppy seeds. It was just like a lemon muffin with no poppy seeds. It had no flavor and it was very dry. <laughs> so I think I ate it a little bit, but I was Another also waste like, of money. this is not good. So again, I just ate the top of it. A long waddle to the monorail. So I waddled up that big hill up to the monorail. <laughs> We got onto the monorail. I like tenderly sat down because my back was like, I would say my back was sore. My back wasn't like, if anything touched my back, it was painful. Like it was like pure pain to touch my back. It was so painful. Then we got off the monorail. Then we had a switch, of course, at the ticket the, transportation center. Up and down center. the hills to the other monorail. I remember what this was going down the hill. And as you were walking back up the hill, there was a mother and daughter who was staying behind us. And they said something about it. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, she doesn't even look like she was sweating. Like she looks so fine, like talking about me. <laughs> and in my head, all I could think of was my shirt was a different color this morning. <laughs> now my shirt is a whole different color because of the sweat and it's just stained with sweat right now like this shirt was not the same color that it was <laughs> that's all i could think of so then my dad went ahead of us of course at that point which we got back to bay lake and he got me a yoohoo because normally after i run i drink a protein shake that's like a chocolate based shake my dad got me two yoohoos so i could drink like some chocolate milk i showered when that i still say to this day that was the best shower of like my whole mm-hmm. life i i've done many races in my time now and like that shower was still the best shower of my whole life when i got into that shower <laughs> I remember I washed my hair twice. Twice I had to wash my hair. And I usually use sulfate-free shampoo. I use the regular shampoo Shampoo. with sulfate and everything. I was like, my hair was just full sweat. It was like a whole cap of sweat. It was crazy. And then I sat down, I filmed the second half of that marathon video. So if you watch the vlog, you'll see when I say like, now I'm sitting down at 1.30 in the the hotel room. After that, then we went back into Epcot actually, because again, my brother and his ex were still in Epcot. Mm -hmm. We took photos in the China Pavilion. We took photos around the World Showcase. And then we we gave her the choice to stay home. She said, nope, Nope. we're going. 
going. Then we had dinner with our friends in the uh, Tutto Italia. Right, which that was her choice pavilion. to celebrate. And that was the first night we were supposed to stay to watch Epcot forever. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of dinner, we were like, I just gotta go. I've yeah, been up since 12.30 in the morning and it's almost nine o'clock at night now. It's just like, I have to go, like, I have to go to sleep. I remember walking away from Epcot and like Epcot forever started. I remember turning around and seeing the drones of the kites flying mm-hmm. and being like, oh, look at the drones. Yeah. And then turning around being yeah. like, bye. bye. Like, I have to leave. <laughs> Well, I as a non-marathon runner, it wasn't like I was disappointed we were going back because even though I wasn't running, we were up at the crack of dawn. We were down there in the dark watching her go by, going yeah, back, getting ready, saying, going out. For you guys we too. did have a little yeah. breakfast before we hit the monorail, but then we had to hit the monorail. We had to go there and wait in the sun for mm-hmm. her, then get back in, on the monorail, go back to the hotel, then go back on the monorail, go back to Epcot. So, you know, not that I was running, but it was a long day for us yeah, too. No, so. it was a full day. Yes. Full day for all yeah, of so us. Yeah, so as a spectator, <laughs> when you're there, like I said, that's why I think the fact that we do when we were talking about the expo I think the fact that we you do it you get there you do the expo you do your race you have whatever recuperation you have that day into the next day and then you can just enjoy yourself Mm -hmm. then you just you know do what you need to do you know you just but you got a plan obviously if you're going to do it don't expect to say oh I'm going to do the marathon I'm going to get my money's worth and get to every park and do whatever you do need to pace yourself yeah I definitely suggest it again there are some runners who can do that they Mm -hmm. just you know they're much more better trained and better runners than I am but I was falling apart for sure (laughs) so I remember the next day we went to Magic Kingdom and I'll never forget when I got into Space Mountain I remember like like quaddling into Space Mountain and sitting down and I got down I was just like well this is it I'm not getting back up guys like (laughs) this is the end just just keep me in a little loop here on Space Mountain I'm not getting back up and I did get back up I was using my arms a lot and I don't have a lot of arm strength but again my back was still in pain pain. (laughs) so yeah, but that was just my little recap of when I had run the Walt Disney World Marathon, my first marathon four years ago now, which is crazy to mm-hmm. think it's been four years since I've done my first marathon. I've now done five marathons and I will be doing my sixth marathon in Richmond, Virginia later this year. So I'm very excited for that. I do plan on doing more run Disney races in the future. So last year in 2023, I had done the Princess Half Marathon. Again, this year I'm not doing any run Disney, but I think next year in 2025, I'm going to plan to do the Princess Half Marathon again. I did have a lot of fun doing that. So we'll see if we end up planning that vacation then mm-hmm. we'll see but yeah but good luck to all of the runners this weekend who are running i hope this kind of gave a little overview of my experience right. I'd so love it's to nice he- to know somebody's experience yeah i'd love to hear your experience and like what you experienced like what you did with how the race differs this year what things right. are the same which characters you saw and took photos with i didn't see that i did take photos with some of the characters just not many i wish i took photos with more characters now looking back on it and during the princess half marathon i took photos i think with every character mm-hmm. meet and greet i saw you I could always run the one disney the full marathon again yeah i could do that again if i wanted to but then we'll, we'll see yeah we'll talk about that another day between us but yeah, for me yeah, I just have was, to be at the beginning and finish <laughs> yeah I, I think it, it's so special to run these races and I mean like it's very expensive mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. any runner knows races are very expensive to run if you do the dopey challenge that is an extremely expensive race I don't know how people do the dopey challenge getting up at 2 a.m four days in a row oh, and running God, those I races I think by the time you get to the marathon I'd be so pooped <laughs> I'd be mm-hmm. so pooped I'd be so then tired they gotta walk around with all those heavy metals on their neck yeah I know and they so, do they walk all they walk through the parks everything everybody advertises that you know they've done the, yeah, the race you earn that medal for sure mm-hmm. and I mean like I if I, I would have done too I did wear my medal the whole week we were there mm-hmm. as well and it's special too because once you wear it the whole week when you go home you're never really gonna wear it again so I have right. it hanging up but it's like you know it's yeah. a special medal but yeah but that that but I think that's all we have for the recap right okay. you have anything else yeah I can't think add? of anything else except that like I said it's it's fun it's a great thing to do I mean like I said we go to all of them up till now we've been to all of Amanda's races yeah. except I think maybe one when she did it up in yeah, Maine there's a or few wherever. races yeah yeah been. each one is different each one has a different finish line each one I have I it, it's always 
fun to be in Disney. And like I said, uh, people are always nice. Yeah, I think that's all the notes for now. So we'll transition okay. to a little bit of Disney news. So just in a general sense, it's January 1st. So there's lots of new merchandise for the new year and just in general. We are pre-filming this a few days before January 1st. So watch some big announcement comes out in the first that we're not talking about today. But if it is, we'll talk about next week. All right, the art of shaving is closing in Disney Springs. They have been talking about closing for I years know, now. I know, I thought it was closed when we went yeah, last for time years, it wasn't. They've been talking about closing. Mm -hmm. So they're officially now closing in Disney Springs. So sorry to art of shaving. The Disney dining plan is starting on January 9th. So if you're booking a vacation post January 9th, you can sign up for the Disney dining plan. So definitely make sure you look into that. Also starting January 9th, annual pass holders and park hopper pa like pass holders can park hop any time of the day. So as of right now, you have to wait until 2 p.m. to park hop. But again, January 9th, annual pass holders and park hopper pass holders can park hop any time of the day. Very exciting that park hopping is coming back. Also January 9th, date-based tickets do not need to make park reservations. So when you kind of book your tickets, so let's say you're booking in May, that is when we are going, we have date-based tickets to go between like, let's say a whole week. We don't need to make park reservations anymore. We can just show up to the park, whichever park we want to go to, which is kind of nice, honestly. Annual pass holders will still need to make some park reservations, but then there will also be what they call good to go days. And you will need to check the calendar to see which days are good to go days where you don't need a reservation and what days you do need a reservation. Disney has also shared that they have plans to make Genie Plus simpler. So right now, <laughs> the speculation of it is that you'll be able to make your selections ahead of time so you aren't like picking the times throughout the day. So this sounds like it'll be similar to the old fast pass system where you picked your three fast pass times before you even arrived at the park. Right, which will um, let you relax more. Yeah, so that's the idea is that during the day, because right now when you make your first Genie Plus, you know, thing, once you use the Genie Plus pass or you, or it's like two hours or something like that after you make it, then you can make another one. But it means you're basically on your phone all day long. So, you know, once you scan in, then I'm really back on my phone to be like, all right, what are we doing next? And you're kind of planning your day in that sense in that way. So yeah, so the idea is that apparently it's going to be made simpler in the future, but Disney has not announced what this is going to look like or when that is going to launch. So I guess we'll see, but I am very curious to see what it will look like when it happens. All right, now for some Disney birthdays. There are no Disney birthdays in the first week of January. Mm. However, my cousin Madison, her birthday is January 4th. So happy birthday to Madison. Happy birthday, She's Madison. also studying abroad right now in Prague. Prague. So I hope mm -hmm. she has a lovely studying abroad trip right now, but happy birthday. And that transitions into our final segment, which is our Disney memory. So mm. I realized this whole podcast episode was my Disney memory well, sure <laughs> of Disney running my memories. first marathon. But well, my biggest Disney memory from the marathon is, you mentioned it, my daughter, who's never done anything, okay, except indoor things, indoor says, things. <laughs> I'm going to run a marathon and my first one's going to be the Disney marathon. I was like, oh, okay, when is that? <laughs> I was like, you know, and I say to myself, does she need to take on more? <laughs> just more. And that's what I remember. Just rubbing my head going, oh my God. <laughs> but I did it. And now I have and become a full-fledged, it. it turned me into a runner because now I am yes. a full-fledged yes. uh, casual a runner. Yes, she is a dedicated yes. runner. Yes. And I would say to anyone running the race, either this year's race or a future race, good luck and have fun. Mm -hmm. Make sure you soak it in because it is very fun to run the Disney yeah. races. I always tell people that if you're going to run a race for the first time, Disney is definitely a place to do it because they make such a big deal, deal out, of out of it and it's just so fun and it's so congratulatory when you're done mm -hmm. where I've done other races where when you're done it's like well that's it have a nice day <laughs> going home so right. but Disney it does feel very special when you're in Disney World and again you, you know you're in the parks you're you, you're probably planning a whole vacation around this so it's going to be a huge deal when you go down to Florida right. I also think that anybody who's listening to anything to do with Disney is already a Disney fan yeah I don't know too many people who are going to spend the time to listen to too much if they're not interested so if you are already a Disney fan then being down there when this is all going on 
and people yeah. walking around with their medals and doing this and doing that. It is fun. And I would say too, anyone can run a race. Anyone can do a 5K. Anyone can do a 10K. I believe anyone can do a marathon <laughs> if they really want to. <laughs> However, if they want to. I would say, yeah, if, if you're like, if you've always wanted to run Disney, but you're nervous about doing it, mm. don't feel don't feel nervous. Sign up for that 5K. Sign up for that 10K. You will definitely have fun running, running any of the Disney races for mm-hmm. sure. So definitely just go for it. And again, have fun. Take the photos and, you know, throw those arms up when you get to the finish line. Right. <laughs> so. Enjoy it. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast, our first podcast back in the new year. Mm-hmm. Make sure you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or again, if you're listening on YouTube, to leave a comment down below and make sure you check out that vlog also on the YouTube channel. Our social media is currently Spaceship Earth Design. I will have it linked in the description and have a dedicated Instagram post for this episode. So let us know, are you running the race this weekend? Are you running a race later this year? I'd love to hear your experience running a fun Disney race. But thank you so much for listening and we'll see you all real soon.